Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sheila Shoiga, and welcome to Ready to Be Real Conversations, the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not, but my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort or simply entertain you. In this episode, I speak to retired jockey and Dancing with the Stars champion, Nina Carberry. I feel that like if you think you're the best, uh, you don't learn anymore. You feel that like you don't get any better. So that's the way I, I look at it. I try and surround my people that will tell me, surround myself with people that will tell me that I um, I need to improve on this. I'm not do- doing great all the time, you know, because in any kind of sport, you can always improve or any type of job as well. It's not just sport. Like you can always improve in anything you do. So being surrounded by people that tell you you're doing brilliant all the time isn't so much a good thing because you don't keep learning then you don't strive for better Nina is regarded as one of the greatest amateur riders of all time and after an almost 17 year career in the saddle she retired in 2018 she's married to Ted and they have two daughters Rosie who's five next month and Holly who's two and a half She's incredibly hardworking, grounded and naturally shy. And in this conversation, we talk all things Dancing with the Stars, including her gruelling training schedule and being out of her comfort zone, her friendship with Rachel Blackmore, life at home with her family and her horses and all that it entails, and how winning Dancing with the Stars compares to winning a Grand National or at Cheltenham. Here it is. Congratulations. Congratulations on the Dancing with the Stars win. Uh I am such a fan of the show. I think it's absolutely brilliant. But 
this year was obviously for obvious reasons my sister was part of it as well but it was just an amazing series. I was blown away each and every week. Um, and of course, you were crowned the ultimate champion. How has, have you been able to kind of process the whole experience since it happened? Not really. It was just like a blur, to be honest, Sheila. Like the whole thing, the whole four months of being in the show was just a blur because there was so much put into it. I just felt I was in a little dream. <laughs> I felt I wasn't dancing. I didn't think anyone was watching me. But like the fact that when it finished and the reaction I got and when I won, it was incredible. It was just an amazing show to be part of, as you said. Like, I don't know whether it, because I was a part of it, it, but it just felt like it was just an amazing show. Like I've watched it before, like not like religiously, but definitely was really interested in how people got on in it, but didn't watch it like I suppose every week. I, I'd probably dare to say, but um, yeah. yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And I felt that the show, I suppose, towards the end got really popular. And I think a lot of people in it kind of related to a lot of people at home as well. So I think people in, really, really enjoyed it, to be honest. Yeah. And I like, I know this again, because, because my sis was part of it, that, you know, there was a real sense of camaraderie between you all and you're all rooting for each other yeah like I was like you know you you try and do your best every week but like you just don't want anyone to like mess up or whatever you just want them to do well as well well especially I felt that anyway because like like watching people struggle is awful you know and um, there's nothing worse Sheila there's nothing worse you're you're so terrified going out on stage and you just want everything to go well you don't want to trip you don't want to you know and then and then you have to line up in front of the judges and they completely criticize you and you're only delighted with yourself you've got to the end of the dance (laughs) yeah for a lot of people like you're getting criticized you know and I just felt it's, it's hard it's hard going so I always tried to support everybody that went on and uh yeah I um it was tough going on a lot a lot of us you know at different times everyone I think had a tear as well throughout the show there's definitely no one there that was a part of it didn't have a tear you know so yeah it was a very emotional roller coaster Sheila to be honest I'd say Grant yeah. would say that as well <laughs> oh, big time yeah 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 and she did she said exactly the same thing that you said everybody kind of had their moment or moments as a case maybe may where you know it just it got a bit overwhelming and yeah. I suppose that's normal because you're being drained on every level. Physically, you're doing something. Most of you're doing something brand new. Like, you know, you're, you you weren't a dancer. You clearly are one now, but you weren't at the beginning of it. But like you're, you're even though you're a very fit, strong woman, clearly, you're, you're still kind of demanding your body to do something completely different. So there's the physical exhaustion, but there's also the mental and emotional drain. And for you as well, as, as a mother of two, and young girls at that, like the pull on your heart each and every week must have been, I can only begin to imagine how hard that was for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I, when I took it on, I was like, I'll probably only last a couple of weeks. I'll give it a go. And did you really think that? Yeah. And I honestly, cause I'm right. so bad. I'm very pigeon toed. And like everyone <laughs> that I said, I'm doing dance with the stars. They laughed at me, Sheila. They laughed. I no. was terrified then. Do you know, who's laughing now? <laughs> so, they actually did. That was their first reaction you're not doing dancers like I am I am I'm taking on this bloody challenge and I'm gonna do it so um got in anyway started training and I think I cried the whole way home the second night I went training I was like I'm not gonna do this I can't do it I'm not able and um fair juice to Pasquale he kept on to me he kept me at it and he got me to a stage that I started to half believe in myself from the 
the first show I was like oh my goodness I can actually try and do this you know but then I was so terrified when they started to change up the dances all the time I was like I wish I could just keep doing the quick step (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I've nailed this one can we just can I just do this every week it's funny you know because when you came out week one um and again, it's probably, it's a brilliant thing for for the viewer to not have any expectations of you. Because when you think of, you know, your career, you don't automatically think, oh, she's going to be a, nat- she's going to have natural dance ability. Mm-hmm. You just, now, I, sports people have always done really well in the show, uh, probably because of that, you know, mindset of, of you're very driven, you're very competitive, you're mm-hmm. very single focused and you're fit, you're strong. So that's obviously going to be a benefit when it comes to dance. But dance is about grace and yeah. musical timing and all these things. And, you know, I suppose we wouldn't have known, but I remember week one and the judges saying, you're the dark horse, excuse the pun, of the competition. And <laughs> I remember thinking, and I have no dance experience, like I have probably less than my sister. Um, but I remember thinking, God, I, I think, geez, I think Nina has something. God, you know, there's, there's something there. Like, And also what hit the viewer straight away about you, which at the end of the day with a lot of these shows, people, they they kind of fall in love with the person as well as 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 what they are actually doing. And obviously in the, the final shakedown, it's always the best dancers that are left, which is the right way to be it. At the end yeah. of the day, it's a dance competition, but it's also the personality of the person. It's it's their vibe. And and I couldn't get over the fact that, you know, like we all have an element of ego. It's it's natural. It's 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 not necessarily all bad. But you mm. seemed completely devoid of one. <laughs> you are so utterly grounded. And I know this again from my sis. What you see is what you get. There's no act with you. Mm. You're just this is just the way you are. Mm. And I think the fact that you're so humble and modest and all those lovely, lovely qualities that definitely resonated with the viewer at home, which led them picking up the phone, ringing and voting for you and texting for you, which ultimately led to you winning. And you were a bloody brilliant dancer too. But um, I think that's what people really felt from the get-go from you. Um, God, she's just really sound. (sighs) Thanks, Sheila. They're lovely words. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah, I suppose, I suppose after the first dance, I was so relieved. See, I had a massive nightmare that I'd trip and I'd fall. And to get to the end of that dance, Sheila, you would not. The relief in me, I was like, I can't believe I'm actually getting to the end of this dance because it took so long for me to learn it. And uh, the relief, and I suppose maybe... I actually, like, at the end of it, I was like, I, I don't really care what the judges give me. I'm just so happy to get to the end of the dance. And I felt like it went well. So, like, you know the way? And I suppose it, that probably came across a little bit that, like, um, I don't know, Sheila. It was just, I was just so happy to, you know, to, be, yeah, to yeah, yeah. be doing it every week. And once Pasquale was happy with me, I was kind of happy that it kind of went well. So, yeah, I was kind of going off his judgment every week and I felt that like he was getting me to a standard that like I'd actually never thought I'd ever ever in my life get to like so he's just um he was just an amazing professional as well you know he he was so such a perfectionist like I didn't even know where to put my hands or you know so he got used to kind of teaching me as well along the way because I was so slow at learning the first dance. He was like, we're going to have to learn how to quicken it up now because you took so long to learn the first dance. So basically... Wow, really? Yeah. So he basically, the first time he taught me, I was just learning the steps. And then he added in the arms and then he added in the head, like when you're doing the ballroom. So this took such a long process, but he says, the next time I'm going to teach you now ballroom, I'm just going to chuck everything at you because 
like there's no point you learning the steps and then the head and then where the arms go because you're going to learn it too slowly so that's when we started quickening it up and it kind of actually it it actually worked better for me then and uh yeah just um it was brilliant on his part as well that like he he grew quicker trying to teach me as well so that's probably where it all went down to was thanking him really to teach me so well yeah, and the partnership is key. Obviously, all the pro dancers are incredible. And when they do the pro dances, you're just gob open looking at how amazing they are. But, you know, he has such a brilliant track record having won with Lottie before. You must have been yeah. thinking, God, this is great that I'm that I'm teamed up with this guy. Yeah. He, and, you know, yeah. he is a champion. Yeah, exactly. And like when he's dancing with you, it's all it's he always tries to make you look the best he's not there to do you know what I mean he's there Mm, to make you look the best and like even he's into like what you wear costume wise and he's making sure that everything like looks good on you to make you look good like so Ah, I feel oh unbelievable Sheila like you know like he's such a professional to right to the bitter end that like you know that his choreography of everything is all to make you look um look really well and look comfortable and never looking insecure. So that was his key of everything. And it really paid off. You know, that, that, um, I suppose that, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, um, Sheila, but just, I suppose his end to end perfection of everything, you know, I think he just wanted perfection and everything and from costume to hair to what my makeup looked like. So like, it wasn't just a dance for him as well. It was like everything put together, which, like is is an amazing is amazing I try in somebody you know that like he can yeah, actually yeah. process that all because I couldn't <laughs> he was yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was asking to my makeup look up as guy in the club <laughs> you know <laughs> so like a lot is it down to him that how good I looked and like the Charleston and all those different looks as well like like the girls in hair were so good like you know and the makeup yeah, and the costumes amazing. like amazing yeah. Sheila like it's yeah, an unbelievable yeah, yeah, yeah. production so yeah it's really brilliant. Is. And and I would imagine as well for the pros, they they probably suss out the person within the first few days of meeting them because they know, obviously, whoever's walking through the door, major- like some people might have some sort of dance experience, but the majority don't. You certainly didn't. Um, and you, you, so you're instantly going to be very vulnerable. You're instantly yeah. going to be feel on the back foot because you're dealing with somebody who's who's a professional and the best at what they do. And then you are coming in as a complete novice. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing from you that you're naturally quite a shy person. Yeah, very shy, are you? to be honest. Are yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so you, yeah. you kind of have to fight against that because the show is all about showbiz. It's all about <laughs> like putting on a big old show and even even the bits of video they record during training week. Like you're sitting there in front of a camera and you're you're being interviewed. So you are probably being pushed out of your comfort zone all the time a big time yeah like I really had to get over that struggle of being shy because it just wasn't I wasn't able to be you know what I mean I right, yeah. doing VTs every week and there were you know there's no there's no hiding from it you have to get interviewed by Nikki you have to stand there in front of the judges you have to go out and dance like there's no getting away from being shy so um, yeah that was the really hard struggle of and I, to be honest I think I've grown since the, the show to be honest and and learned how to I suppose talk a bit better and um, not be as shy and yeah it definitely helped me I suppose build as a person and and when I retired I felt I kind of went into myself a little bit because I had nothing else to 
to do and I think it was probably one of the best yeah. things I've done since I've retired to be honest probably the best thing I've done for for my confidence as well and uh yeah it, it really brought it out in me and once I kind of got a, a grip on it uh yeah I just went for it then <laughs> I felt, yeah yeah I got a, a hold on it and uh yeah I just didn't feel at that insecure anymore I kind of started gaining confidence halfway through and yeah like um every week I was kind of like right this is gonna be my week and going home and (laughs) getting voted on every time so yeah it was an amazing show like I I didn't expect to be there for 12 weeks to be honest either wow and then like course I think you were were you one of the only or the only person that never ended up in a dance-off so is, that just shows how popular you were like yeah. nobody you were never you were never in 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 the bottom bottom no. two um, and you've answered it there really already but I did want to know like how you have changed over the you know over the over the experience of being on the show because like you know you retired in 2018 Am I right in thinking yeah, that? Yeah. And then, of course, obviously you're busy being a mother and, you know, but you're also, you, you're you kind of leaving behind this this career that has shaped the person you are and has become your identity. And mm-hmm. then you're moving. And I, so I completely appreciate that. And then this new thing comes along that is all consuming when it's happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it stops. What is that come down like, or is there a come down from the end of it? Um, oh, definitely there is. Yeah, I really, really miss the training, to be honest. And uh, I, which I didn't think, which I didn't think at all, I would miss. Yeah. Um, I was so tired at the end; all I wanted was a break from it. But that feeling of I, I dance in a new dance every week, and you know, I started getting a bit addicted to it. To be honest, and yeah. I didn't think I would, but I actually, when I stopped, I was like, oh, where's the next kind of you know, a bit of adrenaline rush coming from, you know, and yeah, you do, it's a little bit of a void to be honest. And yeah, you're learning something new every single week and the pressure's on for you to learn it. And I actually kind of relished the pressure a little bit. I didn't think I would, but I actually Mm. probably did, but your focus, my focus got better as, as the, the shows went on, as in I, when I started to train, Pasquale felt I was very, um, I wasn't there. I was focusing on other things. Like I have horses at home that, you know, are going to sales and things like that. So, um, a lot of my mind was, wasn't on the, on the job and my girls missing me as well. So I had to learn how to block that out. So mentally I, it made me stronger as well that I can actually focus on this one thing. And it helped me to actually realize that I actually can focus on one thing. I don't have to like try and keep, you know, everything going. So yeah, 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 yeah. towards the end I got, I think I felt I got really good at focusing on just learning the steps, focusing on, yeah, just blocking everything out and just trying to concentrate on the one thing, which was mentally very challenging for me because obviously there's a lot going on and uh, my husband and, you know, they, my husband, I'd say we've had like five meals since the beginning of December till the end of the show together, you know? Mm, so yeah. that was a lot of time we didn't spend together. And, you know, I was getting up in the morning saying goodbye and I was getting into the bed saying goodnight, you know, and that was hard on him too. Like he, he took over the role of putting the girls to bed. We have, we had great babysitters as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that all helped as well, but it was very hard on him too. Like it was just, it was very tough on the two yeah. of us, but we got through it and it was such an amazing end to it all as well. Yeah, you're badly in need, I'd say, of a good old holiday and a break. <laughs> um, yeah. But were you doing crazy hours? Like, were you training from first thing to late at night? Sounds like you were. Um, 
I was doing the horses. I was up at the, doing the horses, yeah, okay. um, feeding them at half six, and then wow. getting wow. them. I had great girls in the yard, Sive and Lynn helping me as well. So, yeah, we've about 15 in, so 15 horses in. So they all have to be ridden out and everything before I left for kind of a one o'clock. I kind of picked the girls up from school or Rosie up from school and kind of, I suppose, spend a bit of time with them for about two hours. And then I headed off to meet Pasquale. I'd feed the horses on the way kind of from four to five and then meet Pasquale in Liffey Trust in beside the tree arena and from four, kind of from five o'clock till nine or 10, depending on how well I practiced that night, Sheila, depending, you know, so. uh, Sheila, that's mental. I mean. I know. And actually my easiest day was a Saturday for most of it all um, because we only had to to do the camera rehearsal three times and then that was it. So I had my afternoon and evening off. So that was kind of the most day I looked forward to. And then your whole Sunday was gone then. So yeah, it was really time consuming. I wasn't expecting it at all, but once you got into it, then it wasn't so bad, but it was kind of very hard going early on because I wasn't expecting the, the amount of time I had to put into it. Yeah, that's even more impressive. I like I didn't get that feeling from watching the show that that's what your daily schedule was like. Yeah. I had no clue. I just assumed like the majority of people, you went in the morning and you finished mm. then around like five or six, whatever it was. Mm. But like when you say that, so you're yeah. no, you're doing you're doing both both jobs. I had to keep like my, yeah. my business would have fallen, you know, if I um left to go so I actually said to Pasquale there's no way I can train in the morning or afternoon I have to train in the evenings I'm really sorry and he was like no problem at all don't worry and he was very supportive and you know it was hard on him too because he had to do the choreography of everything and it was late at night and I suppose our bodies got used to it in the end but it was very very tough early on because it was just long days you know but definitely your body I'm I'm amazed how much your body can change if you can just keep doing a routine and they it just gets used to it and you just get on with it like it's mad how your body adapts. Yeah. Well, I suppose you were going into it as well with because it was obvious from show one that you are very fit, very strong. So, you know, you you're you're clearly I'm guessing you're somebody who trains or is it just <laughs> is it just natural like being working that that keeps you so fit and so strong? Yeah, no, I don't really train to be honest. Not, wow. Right, wow. Yeah, I ride out and that kind of, that fitness keeps me at that level. But there's, there's yeah. definitely no fitness like dance fitness, to be honest, Sheila. There's, I've never ever anything compared to it. So I've never been as fit in my whole life doing the dancing. Yeah. And I think anyone that would look at me now would say that, like, you know, I've never been as fit looking now. I'm probably starting to bulk up now. But, <laughs> but like, you can see yourself, like, Everyone toned up, I think, you know, so, even, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, totally. And come here, um, all the judges, obviously, it, every week, uh, as the weeks went on, the, you know, there were more and more compliments. And one of the things that was said, I think by Brian was like, look how good you are going from complete novice to what you've just done on the dance floor tonight in whatever amount of weeks at this stage. And he was thinking, had you started to dance when you were younger, like they were just thinking how how incredible you perhaps would have been. It's one of those kind of almost sliding doors moments going, had you not. And I know like horse racing is in your DNA. So it was inevitable that you, you were going to go, you were going to go into that. Um, But do do you wonder, wow, what if, as in, you know, we, we never know, what our abilities are unless we try it out. And, and, and I suppose, you know, dance was not something that was in your life, but then you, you picked it up so quickly. You became so brilliant so fast. Um, did you ever wonder 
what if art? Does it encourage you to maybe look at dance as something that you might encourage your girls to do? Oh, definitely, Sheila. Like, no doubt. I think, like, Rosie's quite, like me, quite shy. And I definitely think that she'll really... I think she'll really do well like in personally I think she'll do really yeah. well dancing because it's it's such an emotional and like brilliant thing to do and it's just it'll be so good for her to try and come out in herself a little bit more and I even see her when I'm here she'll dance in front of me but she won't dance in front of anyone else so I think that'll really bring her out and I think it's a brilliant way to get exercise for the for the young ones coming up you know I think they're it's an amazing way of getting exercise into them and they're having fun at the same time and their music as well just puts you in good form I think it's yeah. it's a brilliant way for exercise and I think I think like you're, I don't know, your endorphins just get so, you're just so happy, you know, you're, you just get so yeah. happy when you, you dance and you're, you're actually, I, I was sweating, not even knowing why I was sweating, you know, but it just happens and you don't feel, you don't feel the exercise happening, if you get what I mean. So yeah, yeah I think it'd be a lovely way for Rosie to kind of like, Holly doesn't need it so much. She's very outgoing, but definitely Rosie, I think it would really bring it out. If I had danced as I was younger, I think it'd be a lovely way of expressing yourself. And uh, yeah, I definitely going to send her to, I de- to John Nolan's school. So I'd love uh, Brilliant. Yeah. 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 But she went yeah, there yeah. one of the nights, so she enjoyed it. So once uh, the horses kind of get going and uh, we sell a few of them, we'll uh, have time to bring her. And yeah, I'd love that. And come here, what about yourself? Because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Are, are you dancing since? Have you danced around the kitchen since the show no, ended? No, I actually love to go, Sheila. It's just so hard to get the time at the minute. But uh, yeah, definitely going to go. Um, definitely going to do something. Ted wants to do it as well. So really, oh, brilliant. Yeah, ah, really looking forward to it. And yeah, just get the, the right time to go now. I really love to, you know, do something. And yeah, definitely. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. 
when did you start to realize wait a second I actually I'm not, ba- I'm not bad at this dance crack I um I had I was meant to be on week two do you know the way the the COVID um I think there was one per- person remember that we were meant to all dance the one week yeah 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 split into six and six so I was meant to go on the second week so right. they pushed me forward to the first week because someone had gotten COVID I can't remember who but um yeah so it kind of gave me a bit of a chance to learn the rumba a bit better so that was my second dance oh yeah so, it's gorgeous so that was like two weeks after the quick step so it gave me two weeks Sheila like to do it so it was delighted with myself I was like yeah. yes all I can concentrate now is the rumba I don't have to try and concentrate in the two dances so once I I actually love doing the rumba, but it was so hard on your legs. I'm sure Grania would say the same. And um, you have to just keep them tense the whole time. And it's just, a, there's a lot of exercise into the rumba, even though it's a really slow dance. Yeah, technically it's very hard on the body. Right, and okay. um, yeah, so I actually really enjoyed that dance. It was a very, for me, it wasn't a hard dance, but it very uh, visually it was I'd look cool, you know what I mean? So that was one dance I really would have liked to have done again with a bit more confidence. It's funny you say that because of all the dances, I was hoping that the judges would say that they wanted to see your rumba again. Mm -hmm. Um, I did. I I really wanted to see it again because I I thought it was hilarious because I think at the VT you were saying like, (laughs) I can't, I can't be sexy. I can't do sexy. And the next thing you come out and like, men, women, all of us jaw to the floor looking at you going for God's sake you were just so sensual and so sexy it was bloody gorgeous and I would have loved to have seen it again with the confidence that you'd built up through the weeks Um, because you know you do strike me as as you have this lovely kind of girl next door energy very grounded, very nowhere's of graces but then you come out and do a dance like that which is all about it's obviously the the lover's dance and it's about being very sensual and being very sexy was that difficult for someone like you who's naturally quite shy to to allow yourself to kind of embrace that kind of energy yeah it was hard like Pasquale be like you have to do this and I'm like seriously my girls are going to be watching Pasquale please he says no this is a dance I was like you have to go for it yeah so like he gave me everything like from where the hands are meant to be and you know everything like from like I just wasn't natural at all. So literally I was doing exactly what he was telling me to do. So like from every movement you can see in that dance is what Pasquale told me to do. (laughs) 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 I literally didn't have my own input at all. So like you can only imagine like the, do you know, the, the creativity that Pasquale has and to be able to do it with me because like, I don't have any, you know, those movements, you know, and I had to like literally learn it from, from start. But uh, yeah, no, that's one dance I really would love to do again. Yeah. Well, maybe that's one for you and Ted to do if you do (laughs) dance classes together. (laughs) That'd be fab. So you now are a household name in Ireland. (laughs) You know, you were very much known and very well respected within your field. You know, the Carberry name is is legendary. Um and that goes without saying. But for those of us not in the in the horse racing world, might not have been that familiar with you. Whereas now with Dancing with the Stars, one of the biggest shows on Irish TV, you have become a household name. How are you dealing with this newfound fame and interest in you? 
Yeah, I um, I can't be kind of going into the shopping centre anymore in my jobbers or like my hair, like it's <laughs> terrible. I'm so embarrassed. And like half the time I have to, I have to run in and get stuff to go back and get the girls or do something. And But of course you can still do it. Do you know what? That's never stop doing that because then you're just being yourself. That's why we, that's why we love you. <laughs> so yeah, I like I I never thought people noticed me as much, and now like I need a well done. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's kind of hard to get used to, but um, yeah, no, really enjoying it. The amount of people that like watch the show is incredible, and from age groups from like two to like people in their nineties ringing me, you know, and it's just an amazing show that it connects with so many different people, and everyone can go sit down and watch it so yeah, yeah like I, it's hard to get my head around that bit and like you know winning the national definitely didn't get as much publicity as I have done winning the winning the dance with the stars which is mad for me in my head like you know it's just mad I wanted to ask you about that like how does it compare you know winning a grand national or, or winning at Cheltenham versus being crowned champion of dancing with the stars 2022 well it's a difference, totally different. Like obviously my yeah. career is all around trying to win something like the Grand National and history in the Grand National is all, you know, is everyone wants to be a part of that, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's completely different, but it's mad that the reaction that I got from winning Dance with the Stars compared to winning the Grand National. Now I got a brilliant reaction as well with winning the Grand National, but it was just an amazing, it connected with so many different people that like, you know, didn't know me before you know so it was brilliant it was absolutely unreal so you are very much regarded as a trailblazer in in your field but how do you feel about that label um yeah it's hard it's hard enough because there was girls before me that helped me to get to where I am so yeah um and on the the time when I started off Katie Walsh which is my sister-in-law and like Cathy Gannon there's other jockeys there as well we all kind of came at the same time so when when I was kind of winning races Katie was winning races Cathy Gannon was winning races there was it wasn't a taboo anymore it was kind of like oh yeah they're just winning you know it wasn't uh, a thing anymore so I suppose it did help when there was a bunch of us coming together it wasn't just me or do you know Katie or do you know it was a good few of us started winning like against professionals and we I had the winner in Cheltenham then Katie followed suit and had had a double at the Cheltenham festival as well so like yeah. that was incredible do you know after on, like a, such a such a big break from no women winning at Cheltenham to like myself, Katie, Lisa O'Neill. There was so Lizzie Kelly, Briny Frost. We all just came at the same time. So it just landed right, right for, you know, the likes of Rachel to come on and just clean up, you know, she's won a gold cup. She's won a champion hurdle. She's won a grand national. Like she does brilliant. And she's a brilliant role model and very modest as well. So it's brilliant to have her because so many little girls and boys look up to her now because of her story that like, she didn't really come from a, a background like me or Katie. So yeah, she's done phenomenal from where she's come and to turn professional at 25 and, you know, and to take all before what she's done is incredible. Yeah, she is, in, she is incredible. And I know she was a huge supporter of you. We're speaking, of course, about Rachel Blackmore. She was a massive supporter of you when you were in the show. 
Oh, she's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Text there after. <laughs> so yeah, she was brilliant. She, she's a good, she's a good friend. And I always really loved to see her doing well and a big follower of her career. And yeah, it was, it was amazing to watch her do so well. And then for her to be supporting me at dancing was unreal. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it goes both ways. And the fact that you're, you both share that is modesty. Uh, is that built into you when you're in, in the horse racing world, you know, stay grounded, you know, don't yeah, get above your station. Sheila, yeah, like it's such an up and down game. When you're up, you're completely like, I remember my first winner at Cheltenham, I was on a favourite the next day of the bumper and um, I won at 25 to 1 the previous day, and which was not not expected. And then I was at the start on the favourite of the bumper the next day and literally got unseated at the start and my chances are gone. So like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally back down to art, yeah. big leveler our game. Like you just it's so hard to um keep at that level and keep you know, so you can't be you just can't be cocky. I, I feel I can't be cocky because you're just gonna be brought right down again straight away. So that's just our game, I suppose. And it's what what it's what way you take it then and mentally try and keep going forward is so hard. Isn't that great, though? Because, yeah. you know, for a lot of people, uh, depending on what the industry they're in, but particularly in, I'll say it, the showbiz world, um, mm-hmm. you know, ego can can be a big factor for a lot of people because if you're riding high and you're doing well and you're being told you're brilliant all the time, sure. sometimes that, that will go to your head and you will start to believe your own hype. And mm-hmm. that's actually no good for you as a person. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in having inner confidence, uh, but I'm also, a, I, I really admire humility in a human being. I think it's probably one of the most attractive things that a person can possess. And when somebody is devoid of that, I find it very off-putting when somebody yeah. is kind of full of their own importance or believes mm-hmm. their hype. Um, maybe it's an Irish trait of ours. I don't know, but I, I think that's why people connected with you. Because um, we don't like the show off. Do you know what I mean? No, no. And like, I feel that like, if you think you're the best, uh, you don't learn anymore. You feel that like you don't get any better. So that's the way I I look at it. I try and surround my people that will tell me, surround myself with people that will tell me that I am... I need to improve on this. I'm not do- doing great all the time, you know, because in any kind of sport, you can always improve or any type of job as well. It's not just sport. Like you can always improve in anything you do. So being surrounded by people that tell you you're doing brilliant all the time isn't so much a good thing because you don't keep learning then. You don't strive for better. So you need kind of people putting you right all the time. And I, I, I'd imagine that Rachel has people like that around her as well that that mm. will um, put her in the right steps and you know keeping you in the yeah. right frame of mind is because like there's lo- so many people telling her that she's so good but she never gets that you know egoness as you're as you're saying so yeah, there must yeah, be yeah. A lot of people keeping her level as well and as well as herself but you know you need you need strong people around you when you're do- when you're doing well because you need them to kind of support you as well it's it's interesting whenever I listen to interviews with sports people, particularly ones where you kind of get a little bit under the surface and you find out what makes them tick. It's something that a lot of people say that it's not a negative mindset. It's just about not allowing yourself again, just what you've just said there about about, you know, believing your own hype. But in saying that, I'd be really interested to know uh, whether, you know, in those quiet moments when you're on your own and you're, you know, you're washing your hands in the mirror and you look up at yourself um, what is your self-talk like? Are you positive about yourself? You know, do you have a lot of self-belief? Um, 
be honest, you probably know I don't. Um, okay. Yeah, I kind of, I don't think I can do the things I've been doing or, you know, and a lot of that belief comes from my husband. He's an unbelievable supporter of mine. I'd say I completely wreck his head saying, I don't know, I think, or the horses, you know, you'd be always thinking, I don't know about this horse. And you were like, he'd be just, he'd be trying to process what I'm trying to say and he turned it into something positive. So then I'll go away and I'll be happy again, you know, but okay. I, I find it hard to find the positivity in things. And that's a really bad trait. I want to be positive, but I feel that negative comes into me a lot. And I don't know what it is. It's, it's kind of hard to, I find it really hard to think positive because I always think the bad thing's going to happen, but it's a really bad way to be. <laughs> and uh, I wish I was better, but I think Ted is a great, he's a great positive vibe when I'm here, but I'd say I'll bring him down a bit because I'm kind of a negative person. So maybe we kind of level each other out a little bit. I was just about to say, there's a reason you're together because, I, you know, with all couples, um, you know, we, we could never be with the, the male or female version or the same sex version of ourselves as the case may be because, you know, we're attracted to people that are that are different um, yeah. and we do, I think, complement and help each other grow and, and he clearly does for you and you obviously yeah. do for him. Um it's it's something I'm fascinated with because I I struggle with it in a completely different way. But my myself as well, I I would sometimes, even though I'm a huge supporter of others, and and I do have a like a good feelings about myself, but sometimes that critical voice can be a little loud in my own head. Do you do you know where it comes from, or is that too big a question to ask? I think I don't know. It's self confidence, probably from a very young age. I suppose I don't know. I just I think I fear of failure, Sheila, so much yeah. that I that really I think being in the horse industry, there's so much failure rather than you. Not so much as a jockey, but to kind of um, training and kind of getting horses to the sales and stuff. I think people would relate to that a lot because there is so many ups and downs. You really appreciate the the good days, but there's a lot more bad days. So you have to prepare. I have to prepare my mind for those, those bad days. Cause if you let it, if you think this is going to happen and it doesn't happen, you get so down. Like, so I suppose I have that kind of level feeling of like, no, it's probably not going to work, but if it works, it's going to be brilliant, but I'm going to be ready for it not to work. Do you know that kind of way? Cause it's yeah. happened so many times and that's really bad way, Sheila, but that's probably why I've been able to keep going in it. That it's such, um, it's probably a driving force for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like, if it doesn't work out, we just keep going, you know, and if it does work, this is the most best day it's ever been, you know, growing up, who did you want to impress the most? Um, impress okay um I don't know I probably looked up to my brother Paul a lot not that I wanted to impress him but I wanted to be quite like him as a rider and yeah that's person you know if I ever if he ever complimented me I'd be like class I'm after you know I'm after doing well there you know and not that he he wouldn't but he I just learned so much from him from a very young age that like if I did well do you know if he you did well, I'd be like so proud, you know, that kind of way. So, cause I modeled myself on him from a very young age and to kind of, to come like to a stage of winning the grand national, that was just unreal. And like, he was, a, he's, a, he's a man of very little words as well. So I just kind of, I know him so much now. You say very little, but you know, you've done well, if you get what I mean, Sheila. So yeah, yeah it's um, my brother brother my brother Paul so yeah he's they've been so supportive all my brothers have been so supportive of me 
starting off in in the racing industry so yeah they've been unbelievable supporters as my my parents were too hmm. I get the feeling that the Carberries didn't do or or don't do small talk or nonsense talk you're just you're if you you'll you'll speak if you have something of value to say or something important to say but you're not going to be just mm-hmm. chatting for the sake of chatting no, definitely not. No. no, definitely not. Yeah, we wouldn't be just chit-chatting, no. We'd always just, yeah, as you said it, yeah, there's not very, oh, I suppose when we're at Christmas time or whatever, we'd all be having a good laugh. But yeah, definitely just small words, yeah. But I think I, I'm saying that in, in a positive way. I think it's 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 good because then you know where you stand. There's no, I mean, excuse me the term but like there's no bullshit then no. you know it's straight no. talking and it's real and uh, yes. you know you know as you said when he if he paid you a compliment you'd know that he wasn't just saying no. it for the sake of it he, he absolutely meant it and that's why it meant so much to you um, and yeah. your your life now with the horses and the busyness um, and your two girls and Ted is that quite similar to what you grew up with yourself yeah I'd imagine like my mum and dad were always very busy in the yard as well so yeah there was a lot to juggle for my mum like I have four older brothers and one younger so there was always a lot going on um different all the brothers I think a few of them went to boarding school and and the others kind of uh, Mark went as a carpenter and um yeah so there was loads of things going on between all of us and yeah, there was just coming and going. I suppose I've been used to it all my life. Kind of the yard has been our life, you know, since we were a very young age. And we always had ponies and having them literally, my mum used to tie the pony and like leave feed for him in the garage. In the, in Because she was so sick of going over, tacking him up for me that he'd yeah. leave him in the garage because I kept literally come in for, for breakfast, go out, ride the pony, come back in, leave, literally tie the pony up in the garage and then have my lunch, go back out with the pony. Oh, <laughs> so like literally she left him there all day for me, like literally. So she wasn't going, tacking him up all the time. So yeah. yeah, so that was an amazing thing to have you know not many people have that you know on their doorstep so I was very um appreciative now looking back that how how blessed I was you know well we were at an Easter experience myself and uh, my partner and our our two yesterday and Cahal there was a pony ride at the end for three euro so we put Cahal on the the pony and he went very quiet but he did love it Um, he'd never been on one before and I remember having I'm just saying we're from completely different worlds like I remember having a flashback to the circus coming to our home village in Spittle and Connemara when I was a kid and for 50p we got to to do a pony ride around the ring yeah. and that's like a core memory for me like I remember that as being a real wow moment of my childhood so growing up yeah. riding ponies and horses and having that I mean I know that just became your normal that was but that's the stuff of dreams for the majority like young girls and their obsessions with little my little ponies drawing ponies you know uh, you know that would have been um unattainable probably for a lot of people but we don't realise then those of us who are not in it how much work is involved I get the feeling that leisurely meals and prepping and, and relaxing and sitting down was was, was I, ju- I just get the feeling from listening to you that between your childhood and life now particularly during your time with Dancing with the Stars I'd say there was a lot of food in the go was there? Yes yeah yeah definitely yeah especially when I was riding as well like during the summer you'd be riding out in the morning and you'd have to come back for a shower and then head off racing. So depending where you were driving to, you could be going to Ballinrobe, you could be going to Sligo, you could be going to Killarney. So it was a lot of 
yeah, the the eating was probably McDonald's and and that coming home and chippers. So yeah, yeah. probably wasn't the best uh, <laughs> diet in the whole wide world. But uh, you kind of got used to trying to eat well. Then towards the end, I did anyway. Yeah. Um. So I know next month, uh, Rosie turns five. Um. So are you going to be doing a big old party for? Her? Yeah, she's she's asking about it already. She thinks she's actually five already, but um, no, she's an amazing little little girl. And yeah, no, we'll definitely have something for her. She's she's actually loves the bounce and beyond. I think we went to with Pasquale when we were training. For oh yeah, that looked brilliant. Yeah. Time. So she said, I want to go there on my birthday party. So yeah, so that's where we're going to have to go. So so these little things she has built up in her head, I have to try and. Um, I have to try and do do things about it. So yeah, she's mad to go to a hotel for a night as well and yeah, do the bounce and beyond. So there are a couple of things I have to take off for her. Lovely. So so you're going to have the birthday party. You're going to do dance classes, probably for Rosie <laughs> and for yourself and Ted. What else <laughs> What else um, is ahead for you? Or do you have any plans? Are you enjoying a bit of downtime? Yeah, join the downtime. We've got I've got sales next week, Sheila, and yeah. So this is kind of like pressure time now because they only have a certain amount of time that I have them, and then they have to be sold on. So yeah, this is um, the pressure month for me. So I'm kind of glad the the dance with the stars is finished now. That I can really really concentrate on on the horses at home, and yeah, really kind of looking forward to this month. Hopefully things will go well, and they're a nice bunch. So with a bit of luck, um they'll stay sound and everything like that. So that's what I'm really kind of concentrating on now. And after that, then I'll kind of try and relax then after that. Yeah, maybe go on a holiday. Well-deserved yeah. one. Definitely, definitely. Come here. Thank you so much for your time. I've loved our chat and I am just excited to see what you do next. And thank you for the weeks of entertainment that you and all of the dancers gave us as viewers at home. You know, I, I'd i be sitting down on the couch with a cup of tea and, and just loving it each and every week. So thanks a million for all the entertainment. Uh, it was absolutely brilliant. No problem, Sheila. And thank you very much. If you enjoyed this conversation, please follow, rate and review in all the usual places. Thanks a million. You've been listening to Ready To Be Real. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.